Welcome to the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Rose, your PMDD relationship expert. I have personally been suffering with PMDD for over 15 years and spent so much time desperately trying to navigate my intimate relationships, going from breakup to breakup, thinking that everyone else was the problem. I am now married to an amazing PMDD partner thanks to the PMDD-specific relationship tools that I have developed over the years, and now I am here to share them with you. Because I know that there is not much research available to PMDD partners, I am now dedicating my doctorate practice specifically for PMDD relationships. I am a traumatology doctoral candidate, and each week, I will be providing PMDD partners with my signature PMDD trauma transformational tools on how to effectively navigate an intimate relationship while having PMDD so that you can avoid the patterns of breaking up with your partner every single month and you can finally have the supportive relationship that we all desire and deserve. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's get into your weekly dose of PMDD relationship tools. We got this. Today we are going to be talking about the calm before the PMDD storm. So how many times have you just gotten into PMDD, you waking up with all of this anxiety, you're feeling overwhelmed, and your partner says something or they've done something and it immediately gets you to where you feel like the PMDD rage is going to go full on. What I want you to do at this time is just think about during that time where you felt all of those emotions and just think about what happens for you in your body. So for me, I know that my jaw gets clenched. I clench my jaw. I may even ball up my fist a couple of times. My shoulders get really tense and I just start to feel all of this built up anxiety. My heart starts racing. So this can be something as simple as, you know, you try to prepare yourself for PMDD with your partner. If you live together, if you don't live together, just kind of saying like, you know what, this month, we're going to have a good month. We're not going to argue. We're not going to have any PMDD rage outbursts. I'm just going to try to be loving. I'm going to be attentive. I'm going to do all of the things, right? So you're trying to get yourself into that mindset. And then your partner says something. It could be that you clean the house and they notice that the dishes aren't done. And it's basically where you feel like you put forth a lot of effort into making sure that everything's right so that you don't argue with your partner. And then they end up saying something. And then all of a sudden you're triggered and you're like, I cannot believe that they have the nerve to mention this when I put forth so much effort in all of these other areas. Maybe if you're long distance or you're not living together, you're making sure you're texting them throughout the day. You're not being avoidant. You're being super supportive. You're almost trying to act like you would act if you weren't in PMDD. And then they kind of call you out by saying things, something like, is, is something wrong with you or something like that? And then you get into the mindset of like, oh my goodness, here we go again. Like you can feel it coming. This is what I want you to do. This is something that my business coach taught me um, for working in business when I'm talking to clients and I'm going on sales calls and everything like that. And it's STFU. So we all know what that means. Shut the F up. So what I mean by that is when you're feeling that anxiety in the moment 
instead of immediately reacting, I want you to STFU, okay, and just allow yourself to calm down. Um, I'm going to give you some steps, but the first thing I want you to do is also pay attention to what's going on in your body because when you know specifically how you react when you're about to go into PMDD rage or when PMDD rage comes, then you can recognize it when it shows up again. For me, I know if I'm talking to my partner and I start to clench my jaw or I start to lift my shoulders up a little bit, I know it's coming. I know it's coming and I have to breathe through it because I want to immediately respond. I can actually... It's the thing called witnessing your thoughts. I can actually see the reaction that I want to have, the things that I want to say. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you when you're in PMDD, but you think about the damaging things that you want to say that you don't say. And you even, you're like, oh my God, that's pretty harsh. Like your partner may be talking around you and you may be having all of these smart comments. And once you begin to train yourself to STFU, shut the F up, and not immediately respond verbally to the, the nasty, evil thoughts that are going on in your mind. It's like another person. Like I know for so many times for me, when I've thought about the things that I wanted to say um, or the things that I wanted to do, I'm like, this is like, this person is horrible. It's obviously it's me, but it's just what comes up. It's just pure evil. It's just, it's rude. It's condescending. It's it's manipulative. It's insulting. It's degrading. And all of this would have been things that I would have projected onto my partner because they're things that I instinctively want to respond and say, like, you say something to me about me not doing the dishes. Okay. I'm like, like my gun is loaded. I'm ready to say this, 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 I go below the belt. I'm ready to say all these things. I'm ready to go off. And what I've done with training myself to STFU, shut the F up, is to not immediately say those negative things that come to my mind, but I can feel it. It's almost like back in the day, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was growing up um, in grade school, we used, to, uh, we used to play double dutch. And so you know how when someone's about to jump in the rope, how they start rocking back and forth before they go full in and jump in the rope and start like jumping around. Like that's how I feel whenever my partner says something that triggers me that I feel is very offensive. Number one, the ego comes up. So I get like when the ego comes up for me, there's like no remorse. It's like I'm not as sensitive about how is what I'm about to say going to affect my partner. I just feel like they deserve it. Like if, if you're coming at me like this, like I got something for you. Like one time I even said, like, you must want to see this other side of me. Like, and I, <laughs> I couldn't believe I said that, but I was literally saying, like, I'm trying to hold this back and you're like egging me on. So recently what happened with me when I learned how to practice this technique, again, because all the techniques I teach you, I use on my own relationship. So this is not something that I just read about and thought, oh, maybe this will work. No, I use it. And so this particular, um, it happened actually yesterday. My partner was saying that he wanted to buy a Tesla. And originally, we're moving to California. We're on the East Coast right now. We're moving to California. We're supposed to move next month. Um, and we have all of these moving parts about what's going on. So a lot of that is stressful and overwhelming for me. I know that I just shifted into PMDD yesterday. 
And I felt like I had a million tabs open in my brain when PMDD came because I'm like, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to check with the movers. I have to see where I'm moving. I have to check to see all of these things. And so it becomes so overwhelming that if my partner tries to talk to me about anything, it's almost like I feel so overwhelmed. Like I can't handle what it is that you have going on because I'm still trying to close these tabs, get things off of my to-do list in my mind. And so when he addressed me and said, um, I literally woke up to a text and it was like a picture of a Tesla. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I don't have time for this right now. Like, I really need to kind of calm myself down because my initial response back in the day, earlier in my journey, I would have immediately started texting back all of these things. Like, there's no way you should do this. Da, 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 da. Like all of these, this, this, all of the anxiety that I woke up with would have gone straight into a text message where I could literally feel my hands shaking as I was texting. I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you've been so angry, so overwhelmed, so filled with PMDD rage, and you're in a text war with your PMDD partner and you're like texting so quickly on the screen that your hands are shaking, you just feel overwhelmed. And then if they say something, I mean, I'm talking about full-on paragraphs. Um, of, you, do, 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 you need to do this. And then it's just all of these things where you're just trying to get it out. And I decided to use this technique, which is why I'm sharing it with you because it actually worked. And I just saw, I saw the Tesla on my phone. I saw, because, so he was supposed to go overseas. Let me give you a little bit of background. My partner was supposed to go overseas. We're both in the military and I'm moving to California. He was supposed to go overseas, but now he's not going. He's moving to California, but he sold his car. So because he sold his car, now that we found out that he's staying in the States, he has to buy another car. So I know that was really big on his to-do list was like, okay, what kind of car am I going to get? And I felt like he sold his car and made a lot of profit from it. So I was like so happy that because we're, you know, getting close to retirement and we're trying to be on this debt-free journey. And so I was so happy that he didn't have a car note. And so for me, we're headed onto this debt-free journey together. And then when he mentioned Tesla, all I saw was like dollar signs. I'm like, no, back into debt, back into doing all this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I just really believed it was the wrong decision. But even just seeing the car on my, like on my text message, it was just so much for me that I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do my morning routine and I'll respond to him afterwards. So I'm going to let you know what happened. So I, you know, said, good morning. We sent a devotional every morning. Um, so I text back to him and then I started to do my morning routine. As I was doing my morning routine, I kept getting text message after text message after text message. And I kept looking at my phone and it was like, um, of him sending me different stats about the Tesla. And the, and I was just like, it's like, am, is this a joke? Like, am I being punked? Like I'm trying to you know, be calm, be cool, be collected, not react with the anxiety that I'm already feeling because of PMDD, but I kept getting the text messages. And so I put my phone on do not disturb, which is what I normally do. I highly suggest that you put your phone on do not disturb for the first hour of the day, specifically when you're in PMDD, unless you have, you know, something pressing with work or with your children or, or something like that. I suggest don't allow outside things to come rushing into you because it's going to fuel 
your anxiety. It's going to fuel your PMDD rage. Think of yourself as like a car. And as soon as someone starts giving you to-do lists, things to do, things that you have to prepare for, like that is just putting fuel into your car. And then by the time when you start that engine, think of the engine as being like anxiety. When you start it, it's going to be ready to go full force towards whatever it is that you are going towards, whether it's with work or your partner. So if your partner is constantly giving you things that you need to do or kind of criticizing you or critiquing you or whatever it is that they're doing, and you're just like taking it all in, by the time you respond to them, you're going to go full on into reacting to them. So I, I just was like, um, I, so I responded lovingly. So I literally had to practice it. So I was like, babe, I'm about to do my morning routine. Um, I'll look at this once I'm done. Like I'm out on a walk. Cause the first thing I do is I try to go outside and take like a walk. I used to time myself, but then I was like, that's another like constraint. Cause then I felt pressure. Like I used to say, I'm going to go on like a 30 to 45 minute walk. But then if it was like 28 minutes, I'd be like, oh, I have to do the extra two. Like it just brought me more anxiety. I kind of feel like with my morning routine, I need to wake up and be more fluid and just allow things to organically happen versus trying to put myself on a set schedule. So I was outside and I was like, I'm, I said, I promise I'll look at this like once I'm done my morning routine. And what that is, is a key thing that I want to let you know that you can do with your PMBD partner that you may feel like you can't do. And that is set boundaries. So in order to not ignite your PMDD rage and all the anxiety and and the storm that's going to come because of PMDD, you need to set a boundary. And if you're, if you have sacred time, if you have a ritual that you're doing, or you just know that you need some quiet time, tell your partner, say in a loving way, not like, leave me alone, get away from me. I have PMDD, like, don't you know, I don't want to talk to you right now. Like not that way, because what, what that is going to do is going to cause them to be more defensive. They're going to say things and do things that are out of character, but tell your partner in a loving way and just say, you know what? I need some time to, to finish this morning routine or whatever it is. It could be afternoon. Like I need some time right now. Can you give me a minute? And then this is what you need to do. Give them a time of when you're going to re-engage with them. My partner's so good with this. Like if I tell my partner, it's like five o'clock, I'm at seven o'clock, you know, I'm going to, we can get on the phone. We can talk about this. We can video call. We can go for a walk, like whatever it is. If I give him a time, then he's like, okay. If I leave it out there, then like he'll, he'll start checking in on me and be like, Hey, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? And And that's like interrupting my time. So I like to give specific time. So When you're engaging with your partner and you're letting them know that you need some time, give them a specific time or even a specific day. If you feel like you have so much going on with that, with that day that you're not even going to be able to handle whatever it is that that they're bringing onto your plate, say, Hey, tomorrow, can we, can we revisit this? Because I really have to finish this up. And I feel like I want to give you my full attention on what this is. I know this is really important to you and I want to give you my full attention. So can we revisit this tomorrow at this, this particular time? And then we can go over it. I guarantee you, unless they're an a-hole that they're going to be like, okay, no problem. And this relieves you from letting the storm of your PMDD rage 
get like go out onto your partner and make them feel like they need to go in and you guys need to start arguing. So when I told him that I needed time, he was just like, oh, okay, cool, babe. And then he said, I love you. And I thought, I love you too. And I felt so accomplished. When I tell you the first time that you swerve on the PMDD storm and you avoid an argument with your partner because you're using these techniques, you're going to feel like you're on top of the world. Even if you're in PMDD, you're going to be like, yep, I swerved that argument. Like, because you're going to, you're going to think about how you've handled it in the past and then the outcome of that. And then you're going to see the benefits of using this technique, this PMDD trauma transformational tool that's going to help avoid you doing damage to your relationship while you're in PMDD, including damage to your own PMDD symptoms. Because we all know that when we start to argue with our PMDD partner, our symptoms get flared up. When we get PMDD rage, it's not just damaging to your partner. It's damaging to you. It's a lot for you to hold in that amount of anger, anxiety, rage, all of that. You start to get muscle tightness. You can get headaches. You can feel even more fatigued because you're exhausted. I don't know if you've ever been arguing with your partner for days and days and days, and it just seems like you cannot get on the same page. And then all of a sudden, you just feel fatigued and tired, and you just want to isolate and just go in a hole and wait for PMDD to be over because it just feels so heavy. So when you use this tool, it allows you to escape that. You're escaping, you're bypassing, you're collecting go, you know, collecting $200, whatever it is, um, away from having those symptoms. So when I told him, like, we'll talk about this later, I said, I love you. And then I continued on with my morning routine. And one thing that I suggest you do is make a to-do list. I know for me, um, part of my PMDD storm is having so much going on in my brain, like I told you, with all of the tabs. And a way for me to get that out is to just write down everything that I have to do. So the other day I did this yesterday and I thought in my mind I had like a million things to do because they kept replaying over and over and over and over. But when I wrote it down, there were only five things on my to-do list. <laughs> like I have it here. I literally bought a little booklet from the dollar store and I just open it every day and I just write down everything that I have to do. And it was only five things. And I was like, no way. I'm like, it has to be more than that. But what happens is it's five things on repeat because it keeps running through your head until you do it. So like, if you haven't, and you, it's like this constant pressure and like in the back of your mind, say if you were supposed to um, do homework or pick up something from the store, I've even had it where I was supposed to buy apples for my sister. And I, cause I ate her apple. Like I ate cause of PMDD cravings. I ate her freaking apples. And so in the back of my mind, one of the things on my to-do list was go to the store and buy her some apple crisp apples. Like, so every time I went to go do something, it kept reminding me, gotta buy apples, gotta buy apples, gotta buy apples. And I'm like, this is the most minuscule thing. Like it's so small, but unless you do it, it's going to be playing on repeat in your mind. So when I wrote it down on my to-do list, I always, after I get everything out that's on my mind, I always list it off in order of what can I do that takes the least amount of effort just to tick something off. So say if you have five things and there's like one little thing, like for me, it was get the apples, right? 
So that was easy. I could just go to the store, get the freaking apples. And then that's one less thing that is playing on repeat in my mind. And that's one less thing that's going to cause me to have all of that anxiety um, towards my partner. So what what you want to do is complete as much of your to-do list as possible before you talk to your partner, because anything that your partner brings you is going to be on top of whatever is on your to-do list. So if you don't take some of that off, then everything that they give you is going to be a burden. And you're going to be looking at them like, why do you think that I have the time and the energy to even deal with this when I have PMDD, when I have all of these things going on? No, if you start to tick off some of those things, I took off as much as I could. I even had homework to do. I had assignments. I did my reading. And granted, I got to call my partner back later on in the day. But once I did, my nervous system was regulated, right? So all of those symptoms that I had earlier with my jaw being clenched, with my shoulders being really, really tight, with all that muscles, like sometimes I'll even take a bath. So when you approach your partner during PMDD, it is essential that you are as relaxed as possible so that whatever it is that they say to you, it's not on top of all of the rage and the anxiety and all of the things that you're going through. It is with a clear sleep. And so that you can approach them in a loving way. And so there's a thing called masculine and feminine energy. And when we are in PMDD, a lot of our PMDD rage comes from a very masculine energy, a take charge energy. So based off of your job and your responsibilities and your life, you may have to activate that masculine energy because you have to get stuff done. You know, you have things to do, you have places to go, people to see all of the things. And so you can't be in that feminine, you know, just, oh, we'll see how the day goes. Like you can't be like that for the majority of your day if you have a lot of responsibilities. But when you go to interact with your PMDD partner and you're in PMDD, you have to be in that feminine energy so that you can soften up enough to receive whatever it is that they're saying to you in a loving way, because there's so much love in that feminine energy where you're able to just sit in there. And if you're going through symptoms and you're in your feminine energy, you can, and if you're around your partner, so if you're not on the phone, if you're physically with them and you're in feminine energy, these are two different responses. I'll show you the masculine and the feminine one. So say if you're really stressed out, you come in, your nervous system is not regulated. It's very activated. You're very stressed. You have anxiety. You're in PMDD. You come in the house and they go to approach you, you know, in a loving way, like, hey, babe, there have been times where I've been like, hey, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I like rush right past my partner. And they're trying to get love, affection, attention, all of the things. And I'm just, I'm not here for it. I'm not available for it because I don't even have that for myself. I can't right now. Like I just can't deal with that because I have this, this, and this, and this, and this to do. So that's when you haven't done all the things on your to-do list and you have a whole bunch of stuff replaying in your mind. That's the masculine energy because you're going into doing, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. The contrast to that is going in with the feminine energy. When your partner, when you come in the house or you go over their house or you see them and you're stressed out, when you're in feminine energy, you may want to lay on your partner, lay on their lap, lean on them while you're watching TV and just tell them, you know, I'm having a bad day. I'm struggling. 
listing off your symptoms. And they're going to approach you two different ways. So if you begin to be the first scenario, if you're very dismissive towards them, if you have all that PMDD rage and everything coming towards them, they're going to approach you aggressively too. They're going to be able to find and they may start to act out of character and do things to get your attention. Some partners do this consciously or subconsciously. I don't know if you've ever felt like, man, why is my partner acting so out of character? It's because they're not getting the love, affection, and attention that they want. So they're acting out of character in order to get some attention from you. But what happens is they get the negative side. So they may say things to you where you feel like they're really triggering you. Now they want to say things to you because they feel like they're being triggered because they're not getting that love, affection, and attention that they wanted when you originally came in the house. So they may start nitpicking at things or you say something like, oh, I didn't... um, I didn't get a chance to fill up my tank today. And then they start to tell you, oh, I told you you need to fill up your tank. Like very criticizing instead of having that kind of compassion and being like, oh, that's okay, babe. Like I'll go fill up your tank today. Like the responses that your partner gives you when you're not being loving is when they're acting out of character. So when you're in that masculine energy and you're responding very negatively towards your partner, they're going to respond back with negativity. And then you're both, that's when the storm comes and then you're both going to be going at it. So a way for you to handle this better is to come in with that feminine energy by getting all those things done off your to-do list. And then when you approach your partner, even if you are having a bad day, I'm not saying go to your partner perfect with all of your symptoms gone. That's not possible if you're in PMDD. Like for me, I have like 12 more days. So like, what what are we going to do? Say, I'm not going to see you for 12 more days. That's not a thing. But if I come to my partner and I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm not having a good day. These are my symptoms. I have this going on. I've had my partner be like, okay, babe, like relax. You know, do you, you want to take a bath? Like you want me to fix you food? Like they're more catering to you because you're being in that feminine energy and they want to take care of you. So a lot of PMDD partners really want to take care of you if you allow them to. And the only time that you allow your PMDD partner to take care of you is when you're in that feminine energy and you're able to just trust them, trust that you don't need to be on guard with them, trust that you don't need to be on the defense with them and just say, you know what, I appreciate that. Like, thanks. And then start giving them things to do because when you give your PMDD partner things to do, they feel like they're helping you and they feel better. They feel, they feel more connected. They don't feel like you're in PMDD and they're over here. So a lot of times when we talk to our partners, we make it seem like we're in two separate entities. You'll say, I'm in PMDD. Well, they are too because they're connected to you because you're in an intimate relationship. So you both are in PMDD at this point. So when you come with that feminine energy, you're going to get the love, you're going to get the support that you need, and you're going to do the least amount of damage in your PMDD relationship. So here are the tips. I'm going to give you 10 tips, um, PMDD trauma transformational tools. So if you're writing this down, you don't have to, a lot of you listen to me while you're driving, so obviously don't pull over and do it. Um, you can listen to this again and you can take it down, but the first thing is to breathe. Okay. And I don't just mean breathe. Like I've, I've heard, I've been on Instagram and like a lot of, you know, things that there are people are just like, you just need to breathe. 
And I'm like, I'm breathing all the time. Like, what do you mean? Here's the thing. When you're in PMDD and you're going through that storm of the rage and the anxiety and all of the things, you have very shallow breaths. So for me, I used to hold my breath. I had no idea. And so I started doing breath work that when I'm in PMDD, most of the time, instinctively, I have very shallow breath. Like I hold my breath a lot. When you hold your breath, you tense up your shoulders. It's, It's a whole thing behind it. So what I mean is, um, if you're practicing breath work, you don't have to go super deep into it, but you can just count to 10 and make your breaths full, deep, and slow. So when you're in PMDD rage, your breath is very shallow. It's very quick. You may be like, <sighs> like that's how your breath sounds when you have all of that nervous anxiety energy. It's like very very anxious, even with your breath. Take that's one. Do that 10 times. This is great to do when you're doing the STFU. When your partner says something that you know has triggered you and you want to shut the F up, you can do that by counting 10 deep breaths. You don't have to let them know. One thing I tell my clients, you don't have to let them know, I'm taking 10 deep breaths now. Like you don't have to announce it. You don't have to make it obvious, but it will stop you. It's like if you've ever been horseback riding and they tell you when you want your horse to stop, you pull back on the reins, right? So not saying we're horses, but I mean, it it works. Um, this, This 10 deep breaths is pulling back on the reins. And what happens is you slow down, you slow down, you pull back, and then you regroup, right? So you take those big 10 deep breaths. That's number one. And again, like I told you before, you don't have to be as rigid. It doesn't have to be 10. If you feel like you've calmed down after five, after three, after four, like it doesn't, the number doesn't matter. It's just the 10 gives you enough time to make sure because sometimes I've taken two And then my partner says something else and then bam, I go off. And it's like, man, I should have waited like one more deep breath. It's like sometimes, and a lot of times you can do this even while they're talking to you. So they can be consistently triggering you, talking to you, going on and on and on about something that's really getting underneath your skin. You can be in the moment and you can still be taking those deep breaths and it's still going to calm your nervous system down. So you don't have to run away from your partner, go in a closet and take the deep breaths. You can still be right there communicating with your partner, but you're taking the deep breaths. And then once you do, don't be sitting down, okay? You need to get your body moving. You need to get up, right? So if you still feel like after you've taken those 10 deep breaths or whatever, that you still have adrenaline going through your your bloodstream, like you still have really anxious energy. For me, I can tell because my hands will be shaking. And I know if I've done the 10 deep breaths and my my hands are still shaking, like these are signs that your body is telling you that that PMDD rage is still there. Like it's the calm before the, like it's the storm. The storm is ready to come. So you still need to do something to get it out. So like I told you, you can go for a walk. You can do exercise. If you do do exercise and you have a lot of that pent up energy, I suggest HIIT training because HIIT training is the one thing that will get it out of me. And when I say that, it's like high intensity training for short bursts of time. 
So say it's 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. So you be 30 seconds. It could be the most simple thing. I've done this with a client where it's jumping jacks. You're doing jumping jacks for 30 seconds. This, this can be done in five minutes. So you do jumping jacks for 30 seconds and then you rest for 30 seconds. You do jumping jacks for 30 seconds. You rest for 30. This will get that energy out because it's you can feel it. You'll almost feel it coming out of your body. Like it's just a lot of anxious energy, but you need to get it out of your body because when you hold it in, it's just like stuck. Like think of, think of something in a jar where it's just in there. It's in there or like a balloon. A balloon is better. You keep putting air and air and air and air and air into the balloon. It's eventually going to pop, right? Because it's it's too much in there. Like your body cannot hold on to all of that rage, that storm inside of you. You can't hold that in for so long without you combusting and just bursting it out. And when you burst it out, it's the storm. It's when you say things, you do things that you don't mean, which ends up with you having regret. It's like because you've held it in for so long, you need to get it out. So that's number two get moving, get that energy out. And then what I do after for my morning routine, specifically after I've done my exercise, whatever it is, I sit still and I do some kind of meditation. Um, You need to allow yourself, bring yourself back into the moment. Okay. So after you, this could be taking a bath. Um, This could be uh, taking a shower. You can even do it during a shower. I've done where you have some, um, I used to have, it's not in a, evaporate it's like a it's not a aromatherapy like it's like a thing where you put water in it and then you put the drops of essential oils and then it comes up I think it's like a humidifier or something but if you put that in the shower in the bathroom you run a hot shower um if you don't have time for a bath because again we're all really busy so we may not always have time to just stop and take a luxurious bath but you put that in the bathroom um and you have that smell going, or if you don't have time, just spray some essential oil spray, and then you have a hot shower, and you just allow allow the the anxiety to just get out, right? So you just breathe it in, get it out, and then you're just like, okay, you just needed some time. I put on music. I'll put on um, whatever kind of music I'm feeling like. Sometimes even if I'm feeling like really anxious, like I'll put on a different type of music like maybe a happier type music EDM like something that's going to keep you dancing around or feeling good about life I'll play the music in the shower five minutes after I come out I'm done another thing so that's the third thing so the first thing is the breathing the second thing is get moving get that energy out the third thing is sit still or do something where you're still take a bath take a shower put on some music And the anxiety, when you're doing the sitting still, the anxiety might get worse for a moment. That doesn't mean to stop it, right? You are eventually going to get calmer after a few minutes and you'll be more prepared to face the anxiety the next time because you'll know what it is that you can do to kind of combat it. So after you do that, um, another technique is to distract yourself. So it's hard to think about feeling nervous when you're actively engaged in other activities. You can help others. You can go play with your kid. You can go play with your dog. I love playing with my my dog, Leo. Like whenever I'm really just feeling that anxiety, even petting him, it's very relaxing to me. So do something that requires your total concentration as 
you find yourself feeling anxious, here is another thing that you can do that is part of the distract yourself. Bridgerton, Netflix, binge on some Netflix. For me, that is like one of my favorite things to do during PMD. And so when I give this to my clients, they like cannot believe that I'm prescribing them to binge on Netflix. But that is genuinely a thing because it's taking you out of the reality of your life, out of the reality of your PMDD, and it's allowing you to completely focus in on something else. So I haven't started the next season of Bridgerton. If you have, go to my Instagram at in love with PMDD. Let me know how you like it. Or if you have a really good show that you watch, a show, a movie, or something that you watch during PMDD, please give me recommendations. Um, I've literally watched all of my shows that I, like, my seasons are up, and I'm needing new things. I have 12 more days of this, so I really go into, and my partner notices this too. He knows that when I say, hey, I'm watching Netflix, like, don't bother me because I'm because what he has recognized that that's doing is just I'm distracting myself from all of the symptoms that I have and it actually works like I don't feel as bad like while I'm watching these shows like I don't know it really really works if whatever your jam is I have a client that she likes to watch um forensic science like mystery things like all of the crime shows she loves them um, and she gets so intertwined with that. I have a client that likes to read books, like romance novels, like Daniel Steele. Um, I used to read so many books. Now I'm just like an audible junkie because I'm I'm so busy. But I remember back in the day, I used to have a big bookshelf of like all of these novels that I used to get lost in. But now it seems that I don't have time to physically read anything other than my school books these days. So I listen to my audible. But anyway, distract yourself um go take a drive listen to audible like if you're an audio person go do that so that's number four number five is do something that makes your body feel good like dancing dancing is really big and I've seen this on Instagram a lot lately with all of our PMDD partners where you're starting to take these videos if you're just dancing around you're getting out what that is is basically you're getting out of your head and getting into your body so it's not about burning calories. It's not about twerking. It's not about doing any specific dance move that is strategic or anything. It's about how it makes you feel good. So do something in your body that makes you feel good. For me, I love to dance around, put on my music. And I'm just, again, it's me distracting myself, doing something that I enjoy. But again, for you, that could be playing tennis. You could play golf. You could go bowling, um, do whatever. Do whatever it takes. Call your girlfriends over. Um, go on like a girl's night. Like I'm not really big on doing social things when I'm in PMDD because I cannot control the outside world. So um, a lot of times with my misophonia, I'll, I'll have good intentions with wanting to kind of do something to distract myself and go do something social. And I'll almost immediately regret it once I'm out because I'm like, why am I here? Why did I do it? Because I end up hearing somebody's kids scream or like something that happens around me gets really, really louder and I'm like zoomed in on it. So I, I you know, do that with caution, um, be able to have an exit plan. If you do decide to do something uh, social to distract yourself, make sure you're driving. So I've made this mistake before where I've gone with a group of people and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out and have a good time and 
you know, pretend like I'm not in PMDD, you know, live my best normal life. And I've gotten there. The other person wasn't ready to go. I was. And it just, I felt all of this anxiety. Like, it made my symptoms worse. And I was like, joke's on me. So, after you've done those five things, um, here's another five things. So, you want to train your mind to look at your life differently about your anxiety. I know it's so easy to think, like, why me? That's literally what I think as soon as I hit PMBD. I'm like, why me? But this is some ways to transform your min- your mindset. So not specifically your body, but your mindset in regards to your anxiety. So that when you're even talking about PMBD to your partner, you can talk to them in a loving way and be like, hey, this is what I have going on, but not in a it's your fault kind of thing, not in a blaming kind of way. So one thing, it's hard to battle something that you don't understand. So in order to have a better understanding of PMDD, an educational trick or technique that I give to my clients is start implementing little things that you can do um, within the course of however many PMDD days that you have that you know that's worked for you. So start documenting some of the things that have worked so that you can remember it for the next time. So just write it down because I feel like when you're doing something really proactive um, in regards to your PMDD, it makes you feel more empowered, like more like not PMDD is not running your life, but you're actually doing something about it. So start writing little things down. So so this time, so for me, this particular month, um, sleeping in has really worked for me. So I normally have a very rigorous uh very, very rigorous schedule. And this week I was able to work virtually because I was just coming back from out of town and I have a really busy week um, later on. But what I was able to do was to work virtually. And so I was able, I didn't have the commute or anything. So I was able to sleep in. So what I've noticed for me is me having my early days and my early morning routines during PMDD does not work for me because I immediately get up and I'm in panic mode, but allowing myself to sleep in um, a little bit longer and wake up naturally has actually eased my PMDD symptoms as far as the anxiety, especially with my partner, where I would get up in the morning and say, like my partner would text me because we're long distance and then start trying to have conversations about life. And I would immediately get really snappy. Like, I don't have time for this. I got to get up and do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And allowing myself to just naturally wake up. And I answered a couple of his questions while I was still in bed. Like me not immediately hopping out of bed is actually very beneficial. But again, this is me switching up things while I'm in PMDD to when I'm not in PMDD. Because when I'm not in PMDD, getting up and going work serves me. But when I'm in PMDD, it doesn't serve me. So educating yourself on what specifically serves you during PMDD, and it's different for every single person. So write some of those things down and say, okay, so for next PMDD cycle, I'm going to do this because this is specifically working for me or get really like start to experiment. Let me try this for this PMDD cycle and see how it works. So choosing to do that is you're looking at it more of a positive way because you're feeling like you're more in control of it. And so when you start to have an anxious, the second thing of the mental transformational tools is use the stop sign. So imagine a big stop sign in your head when you start to have the anxious thoughts 
regarding a conversation with your partner, regarding anything that you have going on because of PMDD. The stop sign trauma transformational technique is a great place to start because it gives you a visual of what you need to do. So if you're finding it hard to start to implement those, the STFU, like shut the F up when you're, you're supposed to be talking to your partner about something and they're, they're triggering you and you're finding it hard to just stop and you're always immediately reacting, imagine that somebody just put up a big stop sign in your head and it's reminding you to stop. Don't react, don't speak, continue to listen, take the deep breaths, but you're seeing that visual stop sign um, and it's gonna stop you in your tracks. So for some of my clients, they have bracelets and um, what I've actually done is told them to put a bracelet on, when you feel yourself about to be anxious, pop it. Okay. So it doesn't have to hurt, but they just, you know, pull it a little bit and then let it tap them, pop them. And it kind of reset. It reminds them, okay, I need to stop. Right. So that's the second thing. The third thing is network. So I love our PMDD partner community. Come talk to me on at in love with PMDD on, on Instagram. I literally talk to PMDD partners all day long. I spend two to three hours a day just talking to you all, getting to know you, getting to know where you're going through, getting to know where you are in your in your cycle. We talk about mutual symptoms, things that really suck for us, but know that you're not alone, right? So when you're reaching out to me or you're reaching out to others in the PMDD community, you feel less isolated. It feels less overwhelming. You feel like it's not only you. And if you want to talk specifically about scenarios that you have going on with your partner that is really causing you to have a hard time, then you can feel free to book a session with me if you feel like you need to customize some techniques that are just, you just feel like every single month, It's just certain things that are going on. Book a session with me and we can go ahead and get you to a place of feeling like you can handle it, right? Because you're not in this alone. I am going through this with you. And there are so many during this month, PMD Awareness Month. I'm literally seeing how many of us that there are all over the world. So never feel like you're alone. Reach out to somebody else and we can go through this craziness together. Um, the fourth thing is set aside a worry time. So if you allot a few minutes each day to give yourself permission to worry only at that time, you'll soon find that it becomes a chore that's making you worry less. So by allowing yourself to worry for a short amount of time, you can actually program your mind to actually worry less. So it's kind of like the... It's the anxiety form of intermittent fasting. So if you don't know what intermittent fasting is, it's when people are trying to regulate their diet or they're trying to lose weight. So they're only eating within a small window of time. And what that does is that means that they're taking in less calories. So they in turn lose weight. So when you decide, okay, I'm going to allow myself to worry, whether it's morning or evening, then that means the amount of worry that you're actually doing is going to be less in your daily cycle. So if you have a very long day and you're automatically thinking about all this stuff, so say if you want to do it first thing in the morning and just get it out. I have clients that journal and just journal. And I was thinking about creating a PMDD journal specifically for your partner. Let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. Drop me a DM on at love with PMDD 
on Instagram where you basically just rant about all of your symptoms. It could even be ranting about your partner, just a way to just get it out. Um, because with doing that, you, you're setting around, you're setting aside this time to say, you know what, I'm not going to try to ignore it and pretend like I don't have these issues because that's like, that's not possible. It's not sustainable for you to do for a whole uh, week to two weeks, but you're just giving yourself that time to get it out. So some clients do it in the morning, some clients do it in the evening. Again, you do not have to be rigid with the time that you do this. You can carry around a notebook and you can do it anytime you want. I even have clients that have, um, they're like recorders, voice recorders. And so they'll go on a walk and just go on a rant and they'll say all the things that they want to say that they don't want to say to their partner, but they're, they're just giving themselves time to get it out. And so the last thing is to offer yourself affirmations. Say something to yourself during PMDD that is going to reaffirm who you are, who you are, who your partner is, who you are to your partner. There's so much of PMDD that is tied to having these intrusive negative thoughts about ourselves. And then we assume that our partner has them and it just gives us really low self-esteem. And I actually wrote some down for you. That's why you hear the paper because I wrote them down the other day. Um, And so I'm going to give you four PMDD affirmations that you can say during PMDD that's really going to help you calm your anxiety so that when you come towards your PMDD partner, you're doing so in a way that it's not going to be the storm. You're not going to go off on them because of the PMDD rage. And you're really going to get into that feminine energy and be able to connect with them and get that love and support that you desire and deserve. So the first affirmation is I am strong enough to handle anything that PMDD brings in my path. I am strong enough to handle anything PMDD brings in my path. And what this affirmation is allowing you to do is to just lean into remembering how many months of this PMDD that you have survived. So often we forget that we've gone months and months and months and months of living with this disorder for me over 15 years of this. And it hasn't destroyed me. It hasn't destroyed my relationship with my partner, this one. Um, and I'm, I'm still getting better every single month. And so that's the next affirmation is I am getting better with my PMDD every single month. I want you to give yourself some credit in that you're actually getting better. You're learning these PMDD trauma transformational tools. You're implementing them within your life and you're getting better because of it. So some months you may have things that work and don't work, but you're still working on yourself. So when you say that affirmation, it's I am getting better at my PMDD every single month. You're taking back control and letting yourself know that PMDD is not controlling you. 
that little by little, you're getting more in control of PMDD in your specific life. And that goes into the next affirmation, which is, I am in control about what I do about my PMDD. I am in control about what I do about my PMDD. And what that means is you have options. If you go into my podcast and you listen to all the tools and the techniques that I give you, those are options. These are things that you can start to implement within this cycle, within next cycle, but you're not doing this alone. You're not doing this without any techniques. You're not trying to manage your PMDD by yourself. There are resources available to you so that you don't have to do it by yourself, so that you don't have to feel like you're doing it alone. And you need to remind yourself of that. And the last affirmation is I have PMDD, but PMDD doesn't have me. I have PMDD, but PMDD doesn't have me. And what this does is reminds you, it's allowing you to accept the fact that you have PMDD, right? This is something that's so hard for people that are just getting the diagnosis or self-diagnose themselves or just recognizing that they have it. It's admitting that you have it, right? But it's also admitting that it doesn't own you. It doesn't have any hold on you over you that you don't have the power to do something about. So if you go through your PMDD symptoms, it's all, if you talk to any PMDD partner, any PMDD warrior, they'll always tell you that it's, it's always a work in progress. They're always trying to figure out things that work best for them, but you have the power to do that. And so that means that PMDD doesn't have me. It doesn't have you. You have PMDD, but it does not have you. And it does not have your relationship. And it does not hold your future of whether you can be in a, like a successful, happy relationship, whatever that looks like for you, right? So your goal of your intimate relationship is different for everyone. It really, really is. And so if you think about what I always tell my clients to do is think about what kind of relationship do you want? And then know that that's possible. Maybe you want a relationship that's super happy, or maybe you want a relationship that's super secure. Maybe you you haven't felt very secure in your relationship and that's what you want. Or maybe you want a relationship where you're very supported and safe. Whatever that means for you, you can have it while you have PMDD and don't let anyone or anything, including your own thoughts, tell you that you cannot have a successful relationship while you have PMDD because I am here to remind you that you can, and I am here for you. Whenever you need me, reach out to me, whether you need to book a session, whether you need to talk to me on Instagram, it doesn't matter, but I'm here to support you in your intimate relationships. We got this. (laughs) 
I hope these PMDD trauma transformational tools help you and your PMDD partner. If you found this podcast helpful, please comment and leave me a five-star review to help other PMDD partners find our show with these tools and support. This is how you can help support the show and other PMDD partners. For everything that us PMDD partners go through, we should not have to do this alone. So until next time, remember that we can have the relationship that we desire and deserve while we have PMDD. We got this.